We interrupt this program to bring you a special news. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news. We interrupt this program to bring you this important bulletin from the United States. This is not a test. Every Tuesday, the Journey into Comics Network will bring you The Poor Rapport, your one-stop podcast shop for everything news and topics of personal interest. I am your host, Andrew Poor, and you can hear me every Tuesday. The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics. Podcast about everything nerd with your hosts Nate Phillips and Brandon Stone. We've come a long way from the Prime Minister's exploding cake. Or have we? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Journey into Comics. It's episode 177. I am your host, Nate. Today, joining me, as always, the proto-man to my mega-man. What's up, Brando? Does that make sense? That doesn't make sense. Your face immediately said what? That doesn't make sense. It's fine. It's fine. It, <laughs> okay. It, it's an awesome... I mean, at least you didn't call me Rocket, so there. Yeah, and I also didn't want to be Dr. Wiley. That didn't make sense, because he's the bad guy. Yeah, I mean, Dr. Light, but... You could have been trombone. I don't think I know who that is. Maybe because yeah, I don't Legends, really get down. Era, it, it, oh. the, the misadventures of trombone is like one of the. It's a pretty rare PS one game. I think it goes for like in the upwards in the hundred and somethings. Wow! Just for that one, yeah, for a used opened copy. Uh, Holy! I've shit. only ever seen one copy since I've ever been collecting, and it was like, you know, like it. it it's like when you see something and you're like, I would buy you. But at the same time, it's like, I, why would I even buy you? <laughs> uh, that's like that game. You know what? You showed me a game at the disc replay up here by me many moons ago on an earlier episode of JIC for NES. It was like a 259 fucking dollar game or some shit. I don't remember what it was called. I saw one down here in my Maybe neck. It was down there. Sure, and it was for five ninety nine. Maybe was it NES? Yes, Little Samson. Yes, it was Little Samson. Thank you. I knew as soon as and, you said it, I would know. You know, Little Samson. I don't know what she goes for now, but I'm gonna find out. That's crazy. I got an app. We got a lot to me to do that. Yeah, are you still still using Game Eye? Yes, I am. I absolutely love Game Eye. Me too. It's great. It updates and stuff. It's nice. Okay, so um, yeah, it's a little bit more expensive now. Oh Jesus! More than five ninety nine. Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna guess six seventy five. One thousand twenty nine. <laughs> Holy shit, man! How many? Okay, I want to. Uh, let's try to math this now, Brando. What was the original manufacturer retail suggested price? For a Nintendo system when they first came out. Like for the That's full the system first or a game? For the system. There's a reason, I promise. Okay. There's a reason. Because the games were like 60. Price in 89 or 85. Um, yeah. The deluxe set retailing at $179 included Rob, the light gun, a, and two controllers. And two game packs, Jeremiah and Duck Hunt. The basic set, with no game, um, was eighty nine ninety nine. So it's not bad. 
and a hundred dollars with, with bundled with Super Mario Brothers. Um, okay, so a hundred dollars with Super Mario Bros. Okay, so you could buy ten original NESs with Super Mario Bros. for the price of one Samson now. If you could go back in time with that money, that's crazy. And man, a thousand dollars now translated back then is way the fuck more money with inflation. I think. Okay, so in in nineteen ninety, the average game cost for the NES was about fifty bucks. Okay. Um, so so that's about in two thousand thirteen. That was about eighty nine dollars. Um, and then of course uh, the N sixty four. That was those games are about seventy dollars. Man, I can't believe those were about seventy dollars, because if I remember correctly, um, PS One games were like forty. Yeah, that's why that that was a weird generation, Brando. I remember PS or not PS. I remember Nintendo sixty four games being the seventy dollars, and I think that like Pokemon Stadium was eighty nine dollars, maybe. Because it came with the Rumble Pack, and of course, I had to have it because I was a huge Pokemon nut. So, by the way, you know, I've not even mentioned it on this show because maybe it wasn't even worth mentioning, but months and months and months ago, I quit Pokemon Go. I haven't played for months <gasps> and months. Yeah. Gasp. Done. I quit. I quit cold turkey. Uh, you know what did it for me, Brando, is exactly this little story I'll tell you here that's completely out of time and space. I don't know why we're bringing it up, but let's go there. I went to my first, like, you have to go a place and do a big public raid to attempt to get an Articuno. We defeated the Articuno. Everybody there caught the Articuno. My game fucking glitched, and I did not get to catch the Articuno. And I literally, walking away from that situation, uninstalled that stupid fucking game forever. All I wanted was to catch Legendary Birds, dude. All I wanted to do was get my original 151 Pokemon and call it a day, bro. And they fucking ruined it. You had a sad fleck moment. Yeah. You're driving alone in your car back home to the sounds of silence. <laughs> An utter failure. With, Just like. With a single Sinead O'Tear, a Sinead O'Connor tear falling down your a face. Shina- I mean, Brandon, you got to think about it, dude. Not, we didn't just fight this legendary raid boss. We defeated the Articuno, and I didn't know a lot of people. There was like maybe 10 of us or whatever. And we did it, and it was great, and I felt awesome and totally accomplished. And it's like, bonus round, time to actually catch this motherfucker. Nope, the game literally just glitched down on me and wouldn't let me go back to it, and I could never get back to Articuno to attempt to catch it. Game over. So, yeah, folks, fuck that game. Dot com. <laughs> How's it going, Brando? Welcome to this week's show, Journey into Comics. Oh, man, it's going really, really good here. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff not really going on right now. It's it, it, We got things uh, that are, like, coming down the line to talk about. We don't really have a lot of stuff that is out right now to talk about, if that makes any sense. We're, ta- we're all talking about the hype train right now. Everything we're discussing now is just hype because nothing is really happening. The hype train of our existence. Oh my god, that is the episode title. Hype train of our existence for the win. That's amazing, Brando. So glad you named our episode so early today. Yes. 
but it's weird because we are in the hype mode. There's not a lot of shit that's going on. We're just now into February here. Welcome to the second month of 2018. Uh, hopefully it's better than the first month of 2018 for you all. But, you know, it's strange because you think about all the movies coming out. And you think about all the past movies that have come out that we've covered on this show. And there's always something to talk about. And I, I feel like without meaning to, we've jumped on to kind of the Marvel train, but it's just always interesting news to cover. And I feel like without meaning to, a lot of times we're like, hey, look, this Marvel news, it's actually uplifting and positive and like, yay, Marvel. And then DC news is like, oh, this is getting really bad scores or, oh, the audience didn't really resonate with BVS or, oh, you need a three-hour extended edition of your film to... To, to make the movie make sense because you totally didn't know how to fucking edit your movie. So right now I'm filling the time with a lot of words and not really saying a lot of anything. <laughs> Mainly because we have... <laughs> filling. I'm filling a bunch of time with words to make this episode last longer because I'm <laughs> not really a saying bit. any. I'm not actually. You know, you know what? In fact, this topic today was actually all about how much, as a young boy, I always wanted to be a pepper too. You wanted to be a what? A pepper too. I don't know what that is. A pepper too. Doctor Pepper. Oh, okay. Don't you want to be a pepper too? Oh, I got you. I'm yeah, a pepper. Yeah. He's a pepper. She's a pepper. Dude, a pepper. I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. Cause we're all dudes. We're all dudes. <laughs> I just think it'd be funny if you went on, on that long diatribe and then just what you like, what you wanted to talk about was not at all. I had to do anything, anything about that. Uh, we could have totally done that. I could have totally tangented the show a hundred percent away from everything. However. A lot of stuff to cover today, Brando. Breaking news that is old news now, but hopefully there's no news on this topic by the time Monday actually comes around. Uh, but as we record this on Friday, yesterday, Stanley went to the hospital. A regular heartbeat, some complications, some shit got really twitchy with him. He was having some trouble breathing. He's 95. If he's not twitching, he's probably not alive. <laughs> uh, that, that is true. He is 95. <laughs> Uh, hopefully he can live to 100. It's just crazy to see that, like, you know, uh, actual scare of, like, holy shit, Stan Lee rushed to the hospital. Who knows what's going to happen? Of course, he comes out of the hospital the same night, and he's, I'm feeling great, just like Stan Lee would do. Let's make a press release that I feel amazing because, you know, it was just a scare, whatever. I'm 95. I have to be worried about everything that's happened to me. I'm getting old. What the fuck? Getting, what did you think? He's been getting old for the past 40 years. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's God old damn. as shit. <laughs> but what did you think when you saw that, Brando? Because I saw the headline and my heart sank. I was like, oh, God, oh, no, you know. Well, I mean, by the time I heard about it, everything was already fine. There was something I saw on Facebook that some asshole created Ooh. about made my heart sink. Scrolling oh, through shit. Facebook, you know, working on the computer. Uh, wait, wait, I'm waiting for something to get done, so I'm just scrolling. And I see a picture of Mark Hamill. And I see 1951 to 2018. And I went, huh? And no. below it yeah. said, alive and well. Motherfuckers. Oh. 
Why are they so rude like that? Dude, I better kill somebody. I was like, no, 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 uh-uh. Not today, damn it. Not today, Junior, not today. It was a good day because now we have all this Marvel news to talk about, and luckily Stanley's not dead. So it's a win-win in my book. I'm <laughs> just keeping it real with you. You know, I have to be honest here. It's always good. Uh, it's always a good day when Stan Lee doesn't die. <laughs> ab- yeah, you know, like today is going to definitely be a good day. I'm pulling up the, uh, where's that fucking rundown? Why does it always seem like when I need the rundown for our episode, it just dis-a-fucking-peers? Like, hey, man, I just need you know this rundown. Funny? Oh, cool. You, you know what's really what hilarious? Up? You you kind of got, okay, so you didn't get called out, but you... Uh, our good friend Tyler from Podcastrophy noticed that um, that there's a you kind of have like this thing on JIC where it's okay. like Brando, did you hear about this? And I go no, and you go let me find it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because today I actually have all of my articles pulled up, like I'm very well prepared on the laptop. However, I just could not, I don't, my phone is dead, so I didn't have the list of the rundown I sent you, and I was like, shit, I gotta access this through, through the computer, which is not my typical thing, so, sorry, Tyler, that's a, you know, that's not a bad thing to get called out for. Hey, Brandon, did you hear about this thing? Let me go <laughs> Sorry, folks, I don't mean to be like that, that's just who I am as a person, you're gonna have to fucking accept it or find another pod father, goddammit, you know? <laughs> Dude, and it's funny because they didn't really resonate with me either. Um, but then when he said it, I'm like, holy crap, you're right. <laughs> he, he never has the article pulled up because he's like, yeah, dude, I read about that. Let me go find it so I can actually talk about it. And then, Yeah, the, but I'm better about this now. Well, like on the last episode, you like, Brando, talk. And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> got nothing this week, folks, on the on the throwing the ball to Brando. And you you chucked it. <laughs> And I hadn't even moved, like, like, it's almost like you said hut hike, and I thought you said something else entirely. I said hut hike, you went, wait, what? <laughs> and then the ball was already and five you threw yards. it where I was going to be, but I hadn't even moved yet. <laughs> it's like, like, you weren't there, and I'm like, I know! <laughs> Come back, let's try this again. Come back, let's try this again. Let's do this again. So, yeah, uh, we've got Ant Man and Wasp news. We did this last week. We talked. About, wait, wait, that was that was that last week or was that two weeks ago? The penis. What was when was that? When did that happen in my timeline? Oh, on her chest. Oh, oh yes, the uh, yes. You like we we that we, was two we episodes about ago. This. Was it last week or last week? The the you know like the penis, and I'm like, I don't recall talking about penis with you. <laughs> in the, my recent memory, I said Ant Man and the Wasp first, though, because I thought that would resonate with you. As it took me a second hey. to remember the fact that we were talking about the armor. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that Ant Man and the Wasp armor, but we finally got an official trailer. Brandon, did you see this trailer? Yes. What do you think? Uh, it looks pretty decent. It looks very interesting. Some really cool shots. It's really hype train. Uh, another thing that we've learned within all of this is that every future sequel is a sequel to something else also because this is also kind of a Captain America sequel now. Yeah, because the plot is set up as a 
as a response to Civil War. It's almost exactly like uh, Homecoming in that regard. Yes. Uh, speaking of that, I would love if those two had interaction on the good side before they get to the end of Phase 4. Wow, we're almost at the end of Phase 4 already of the MCU. That's crazy to think about. Like, just got in it, we're already half over. Shit. But I loved this trailer, Brandon. There's so many different things we could discuss here. You know, it obviously starts with Scott Lang asking Hope, like, if I would have asked you to help when Cap asked to help, would you have helped me? And she's like, well, I guess we would not ever know because you didn't ask me. But if you would have asked me, you wouldn't have got caught. Because, of course, uh, you've got Falcon and Ant-Man. I'm trying to think who else gets tied up in that. Barton? Is Hawkeye one of the other ones that gets put in the ra- in the rift? Mm. It's because it's Civil War. It's Falcon, Ant-Man. Scarlet. Uh Scarlet Witch is the other one, yeah, because, yep, 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 and then, um, yep, and then Barton, that's right, so, uh, I, lo- I like this, I will say that the usage of the shrinking tech, big and small, I love how they're doing that, you've got Hank Pym has the building, and he shrinks it down, and it's his briefcase, where are the columns for the handles on that briefcase in that giant ass building? And why does no one ask? Because that's the truth. That that's one thing. The only thing I couldn't escape. I was like, wait a minute. That's a fucking handle that retracts. That means there's got to be a spot for it to retract. That means this building a- has wheels, giant wheels somewhere. It does. That or what we didn't see is like. I don't know. I have no idea how to fucking explain how the fuck they would rectify <laughs> giant ass wheels on that building. But uh, another thing, they don't really feature it a lot, but the villain of this movie is going to be Ghost. You see him for like a tenth of a frame. He's real brief. He kind of looks like one of the siphon filter dudes. A Do you remember him in the trailer? A siphon filter dude? Kind of, yeah, because it's got like the goggly thing, try goggly thing, but it's like a mask. Did you see him? Uh, maybe. I, I watched the trailer like way earlier this week. Uh, oh. Like, gotcha, when you, like, gotcha, when you gotcha. said siphon filter, dude, and I'm thinking like an agent. If you were to look up Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer, you will immediately know what I am speaking upon. Because you're talking about seconds. like night vision goggles, right? Kind of, yeah. It's kind of like night vision goggles on his mask, but it's not. Well, like, night I would vision actually goggles. like probably more associate that with uh, Splinter Cell. Yeah, that's true, too. I was just thinking. I like how I'm like nipping about that. Dude, I thought this trailer was like, Honey, I Shrink the Kids on Crack. Yes. Oh, my God. That's such a great way to describe it. Uh, and, God, some of the action. What did you think about. Uh, wasp running on that knife in the final scene i really dig you know it it, it it it's doing a good job of taking what they've already established in the first ant-man film and just taking it to the next level because that's something that you've got to think it when you're doing all the all of these marvel films yes this movie is a sequel to both movies in a sense because you have to have understood that Ant that you know that Ant Man was involved with the Civil War thing, and that has directly influenced and affected 
uh, yeah, the other characters in this movie. So, but when you're thinking about what well, we need to make this movie, you have to stop thinking about the overall and say this is an Ant Man movie. So therefore, everything within this should be according as such. You know, it, it needs to align itself within the Ant Man. Um, universe like it, it can't be thinking about what's going on over here it can't be trying to do like well we're going to do this over here no focus on what this is and that would be the same thing for a Doctor Strange sequel it's got to do that again but more here it, it can't bother what's going on in other areas It you can have cameos but the overall things have to be further developed upon even if they've appeared elsewhere I think one thing we're going to build from this movie is that that Hope Van Dyne is, like, really a badass. Like, she's going to put the suit on and already be amazing at being a superhero. And Scott's going to be like, what the fuck is this? Like, come on, man. This is no... F- I, I, you guys saw how much work I put into this? You saw me run into that door, like, fucking 237 million goddamn times because I couldn't fit through the tiny keyhole, you know? So, like, when he sees Hope doing it so flawlessly and so effortlessly, he's going to just be like, shit, now I have to step my game up, and now I feel like I can't protect her because she's kind of protecting me. And that's going to force him to have to level his game up, I think. So that's going to be an interesting play on, you know, those two being a team and the dynamic of it being kind of more of a rom-com style of movie. You've got uh, Michelle Pfeiffer did not appear in the trailer at all, but she is in this movie as Janet Van Dyne. We did see a teaser for the quantum realm, which leads me to believe we're going subatomic to find Janet Van Dyne before this movie is done. I'm down. Like they'll they'll sprinkle her with some flashbacks, and then before the movie is over, it'll become to the resolve that they need her back for whatever fucking reason. And then, of course, what will time have done to her being in the quantum realm subatomic for 50-plus years? Time is evil, man. We're, time is evil. And time doesn't exist in that realm, you know? Well, then she wouldn't have aged. That's creepy to fucking think about, bro. She comes out all young and hot. She's like, Hank, what happened to you, you old schlub? <laughs> like, what the fuck? She's, you know, she's walking out and fucking, uh, you know, Coolio's Gangster's Paradise is playing in the background. Spending most of our lives living in the Amish. Wait, wait, that's the wrong one. <laughs> wrong one. Sorry, Weird Al. I like how My you were bad. like, dude, you're like, Octave is like way up here. And Coolio is just way down here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that intentionally, of course. But uh, one thing I also love about this trailer is they kind of play on a similar gag from the first movie. A strange child's inanimate object getting supersized. And, uh, of course, it's the, uh, what do you call it, the Hello Kitty Pez dispenser. Yeah. Gets all huge, and the bicycle, like the motorcyclist goes under it. That's a pretty epic-looking shot there. Uh, I'm really stoked for this movie, Brando. It's going to come, hopefully it's an uplifting movie on the heels of what seems to be, like, going to be a pretty much a downer Avengers movie, leaving a lot of people walking away with that Empire Strikes Back feeling, I think. I hope so. I thoroughly yeah. hope that people just get their asses kicked and die, and dead and all this kind of stuff happens. Yeah, I think that Black Widow is for sure on my list of she's definitely dying in the Avengers movie, and that's why they gave her a, 
um, a solo movie because they can just do a prequel movie with her and tell an interesting story and wrap it up. Done. Boom. We'll Handled. definitely see. We'll we'll see who's on the chopping block. Ooh, I like that. I love that show, Chopped. Do you watch Chopped? Nope. You don't watch Chopped? That's crazy. Nope. It's shocking to me. It's a great show. It's cooking. It's great. It's fun. I love it. Anyways, let's move on to some more Marvel news here, and this is going to kind of like spiral into more Marvel news and then more Marvel news because that's kind of what we got today. Brando, uh, they did... So a couple things happened. They've had some early screeners for Black Panther, and then they also had the red carpet for Black Panther, all-encompassing. Uh, from this, here's a couple things we know. Officially, highest pre-sale movie in history, Black Panther. It is outpaced Batman vs. Superman and officially just slayed that as what used to be the king for pre-sale tickets is no more. It is now Black Panther, which is incredible. You would think Star Wars would be pre-sale, but maybe not. I don't know. Uh... I will say this. I, I have uh, so I have a lot of articles about Black Panther up, and I just want to say, man, that I know that you're not all about the hype train of our existence. But if everybody's commentary on this movie is for real, I'm genuinely looking forward to seeing Black Panther uh, here in a couple short weeks, and uh, we're you know we're gonna obviously be re- be reviewing that soon here. Uh, some people are saying that it's a, a masterpiece, that Black Panther is a masterpiece saying, um, okay, I'm going to try to read as many of these different, uh, what do you call it, reactions as possible. So this is from Natasha Alford. It looks like she's got a couple different things. She's press, it looks like on uh, Twitter here. So she says, there's going to be a thousand think pieces about Black Panther, uh, the movie reviews and reactions, but if any of them are bad, I'm really not interested in debating or convincing people they're wrong. I just want everyone to understand how Michael B. Jordan, um, every time he appeared on screen, the audience was shook. So I've heard, and that's that's a theme I've heard commonly through since these screeners and stuff have come out, is that Black Panther... Uh, Killmonger, Eric Killmonger, which is Michael B. Jordan, is maybe the best villain that has been in the MCU to date because it's just so grounded in reality. Uh, The nuances and details in the Black Panther storyline are impeccable. I didn't feel pandered to, stereotyped, turned off. I felt incredible pride at every turn at these fictional characters. Like, that's a real accomplishment. Um, Someone says, honestly, Marvel Studios keeps raising the bar. Uh, Black Panther was the most lit movie I've seen in ages. It's more about conflict a conflicted man trying to figure out his place in the world than a superhero skig fest. Believable characters all around and some amazing action. Uh, Eric Eisenberg says, I love Black Panther. So much love for Black Panther. The exploration of Wakanda is phenomenal. Eric Killmonger is unquestionably one of Marvel's best villains and manages to be both fun and dramatic. Can't wait to see it again. Uh, another person says, Marvel Studios continues their streak. Uh, best looking and sounding films. Oh, and this is 100% a 110% a Ryan Coogler film. He's the director. Uh, so wow, Black Panther is freaking amazing. The cast, visual, soundtrack. I genuinely loved it. I need to see this again. Brandon, what do you think about all this hype train? Hype train, hype train, hype train. I am intrigued at the fact that the movie is about is titled Black Black Panther, and the director's last name is almost Cougar. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, cool. Cool, cougar, cougar is like, like, Coogler, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, and I, I'm just listening to you what you're saying, and I, and I, the first thing I thought it was, those are almost both cats. 
Here's somebody who comes from your perspective, Brando. They said, I tried really hard to keep my expectations low, but Black Panther was every bit as good as I hoped it would be. I'm a little, and that's good. Um, I've learned that I, I can't get myself too hyped up for a lot of movies. Uh, yeah, you just got to be chill about it, yeah? We'll see, and that's the thing, is that I have a very bad habit of... There are some movies where I cannot turn my brain off, and I start noticing film flaws. Not just, like, story flaws. Flaws within the film. Yeah. And that can be distracting. Uh, It's difficult, especially when you're looking at something. And, you know, when when, when I go to the movies, I try to turn that brain off. I try to do that for my first viewing. Try to do it all. Yeah, try to turn it off. When I'm sitting at home and that's my first viewing of it, that can be a bad thing. Because maybe I'm more harsh on it than what I should be. So, yeah, and sometimes movies take a couple watch throughs to really get all the nuances and everything they're trying to accomplish within a a plot that sometimes can seem really jarring and not make a whole hell of a lot of sense. Uh, one thing it's interesting. I don't know if you know about this, but like, do you know who Octavia Spencer is? Nope. She's a she's an Academy Award winning, and I think also well she's been nominated for sure, and I think she's won a couple of them. Uh, actress, she was in like a real she's a comedian actually. Uh, she did this movie dinner for schmucks with uh, Steve Carell, and it and it was really funny or whatever. But then she's done some more serious stuff. She did like Hidden Figures last year and in, in the Oscars and whatnot. Anyways, she's been going to places in her community with the, the the troubled youths of America, and she has been buying up literally every seat to Black Panther screenings and then going and giving tickets to these lesser fortunate kids because she believes so much in the message of this movie and how you can come from nothing and make yourself your own person that she's been just like, seriously, everyone, everyone who thinks they don't have a chance in life go see this movie because it's going to give you a new perspective and outlook. And that's a cool thing to think about. Cool, cool. Brando, did you hear the other stuff that went on with Black Panther, though? On the flip side. Do you have it pulled up? I already have it pulled up, actually. I'm already all good to go. I already know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> all right, no. I know because I don't know where you're going. <laughs> oh, okay, good. I had to ask. So there are a bunch of DC fans who have created a Facebook group with the intent, and I'm saying this on air now so any of our listeners can have this in the back of their mind if, if shit starts to get a little bit wonky here in a couple weeks when Black Panther officially drops and the Rotten Tomatoes score officially comes out. There's actually been a group of, fa- of DC fanboys who have created a Facebook group that is bomb the Black Panther uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, review. And it's just like, people, sign up here and we're going to all go and give this movie shitty reviews because fuck Marvel. That's literally their only goal is to fucking hate on Marvel. It's ridiculous. Like, look, I'm 30 fucking years old and just like both. Like, both have things to offer people. DC is fucking cool. Batman is the shit. Flash is awesome. Superman's cool. Green Lantern's fucking awesome. Fucking Marvel's the shit. Like, you look, I mean... They both have things that are cool. You motherfuckers in this world drink both Coke and Pepsi, and they can't fucking both agree that Marvel and DC can go together. Like you go to both fucking Burger King and McDonald's, 
You can have DC and fucking Marvel. The fact that there are people who are actually trying to actively bomb this movie because they are so motherfucking butthurt over the fact that their Justice Leagues and their BVSs got shit scores from critics. And look, Justice League got decent reviews from the audience. The audience actually liked that movie, and that's a great thing. That's everything moving in the right fucking direction. But when you see shit like this and Rotten Tomatoes has to come out and say, look, we have people that monitor stuff and slander is not going to be tolerated, you literally just told them, as long as you don't slander this movie, we're going to let your review stay up. So they can just be like, I didn't really personally care for this movie. One star. Even if they never even fucking saw it. Like, I'm starting to really hate the internet and haters. I'm a hater of haters. Down with Mountain Dew. Meliella forever. Oh, see, that's another great debate. Sierra Mist or Sprite, bro? Well, Sierra Mist doesn't exist anymore in its in its namesake. So, really, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It, it's now called Twist Mist. Really, I didn't. I I was not aware. See, that's how far behind I am, folks. I didn't know Twist Mist was a fucking thing. Yeah, there is this old dumbass. There's this self. old dude was circling the soda aisle at Walmart, and he's like. Where's where, where, where my Sierra Mist at here? I've been buying that stuff for years now, and I, and I just can't find my Sierra Mist. And uh, and I'm looking all around, and you know, Twist Mist sounds so. Sam's Almost sounds like Christmas. <laughs> it almost sounds like Sam's Cola knockoff of. Sierra Mist or uh, or Seven Up, yeah, or or, or, or or Sprite. So I look up on my good friend, uh, you know, Google, and I find that, and I let this this old gentleman know. Excuse me, sir. Uh, they've actually just rebranded Sierra Mist into Twist Mist. If you actually look on the on the box, it's still uh, you know manufactured by PepsiCo, so it's still the same. He's like, well, 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 thank you there, young man. Um, I really appreciate your help. And then he scooted on his way because he was running one of those little like power scooters. <laughs> Hello, Google, my old friend. I've got a question yet again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this whole thing with the whole like uh, bombing stuff with bad reviews reminds me of of a similar thing. <laughs> It happened with The Last Jedi, because that was happening with that movie, too. Thank you. Yes, absolutely my point. Bring it up. Preach, brother. Preach. So, like, it's it's petty. It's ridiculous. It's petty. And, it, you know, in, in this case, it's DC fanboys, but in other cases, it's like, well, I hate this movie, and I want to mobilize other people to hate this movie, too. And it's, why can't you just let people enjoy, you know, what it is because just because Nate, just because you like that movie may not mean I might not like it, but I'm not going to like hate it on the fact that you like that movie. Here's thought. Here's the thought. You like what you fucking like, bro. And I'm going to sit over here and like what I fucking like, bro. And if your likes aren't exactly my likes, that's cool. Cause guess what? You're not fucking me, Brando. You're not me, dude. And that's what I'm trying to say. Everybody just respect each other equally. It's not that hard. I'm not you, Nate. I'm not fucking you. (laughs) Oh, God, that sounds so much worse. It sounded so much. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) 
I'm going to have to make a button and I already hear how it's going to go and it's going to be awful and hilarious all at once and then it's going to appear at some point and it's going to happen. Do you remember uh, do, you, do you remember this podcast? It was, it was the first podcast I ever got into. It was the All Gen Gamers and for one of the yeah. for one of the anniversary episodes like the 50 or 100 some fan went through their episodes and found noises just general sayings. It made it sound like they were all having an orgy together. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's, that's nice. Yeah, right there, right there in the hole. Just goes right there. Yeah, man. Oh, wow. So you're doing it like that, huh? <laughs> it's just like, mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You bet your ass I am. It was like, it was just all. Let edited. me tell you, Brando. It was all edited together. Very if early. one of our fans did that with this show, they would have a fucking field day with 177 <laughs> episodes. With oh, that's a scary thing to actually contemplate someone doing. Like, fuck, what have we done and said that we can't take back now? I feel because asleep. it lives forever on the interwebs. I feel asleep. I oh, that's a great reference. You just posted that. That's like a cool throwback. You know, That's I think neat I, to do. I think I want to start doing that. You know, like every Thursday we'll toss back an old retro or old, uh, you know, old episode. Um, it's funny because there was some discussion in, in group talk, and I'm sitting there trying to eat my dinner, and my phone's going. And I'm just like. What the hell's going on today, man? And, and it's like nine thirty at night, you know. And uh-huh. so I'm start. I'm, I'm looking uh-huh. at it, and of course you, uh-huh. of course you said something that was worth, worth saying, and then the rest of it was just. It was like. So I actually purposely I just saw that, on like, uh, like what you posted like five years ago, and uh, I'm like, I, I feel asleep. <laughs> And it, and then actually, Nate, you were actually wrong on the name of the episode that that appeared on. Yeah, because it was in holiday bullshit and not. I am Taco. But, I am Taco. But to your credit, they were both recorded back to back. It was the same day, folks. We did a fucking acapella intro for our show that day. We did, and, and it was funny. It was great. It was totally unplanned, and it just one of those moments you can't recreate ever. God, that was so groovy. There's more stuff to talk about, though, Brando. Let's get back into this news. Less hype train. I want your thoughts on this because I think it's uh, definitely interesting to note. Kevin Feige recently came out, Brando, and said, you know, if this deal with Disney goes through with Fox Purchase, then we can start actually working on incorporating these characters like the Fantastic Four, like the X-Men, into our universe. So it seems like right now they don't have officially anything. Mm -mm. Everything is still 100% in the air, and until Marvel and Disney hold high that bill of rights that says, we just bought Fox, you motherfuckers, until that day happens, we're not going to get any news on an X-Men. We're not going to get any news on a possible Fantastic Four. What we're also not going to get is any new movies of those different genres. So 
the movies that are coming out now are probably going to be the swan songs across the board. For now, the last ver- this is the last version of that Deadpool we'll have. Not that Ryan Reynolds will go away, but they'll have to take a small break. Maybe they can sneak him in and get a third movie in there before it's all too late. You know, Two years from now, hopefully, though, all this deal will be done. But Kevin Feige also said something else, and I really wanted to, to bring this home to you, of course. Let me find it in my articles. I have it pulled up, folks. I promise <laughs> I didn't. Ah, here we go. Kevin Feige addresses superhero fatigue. Because, you know, people keep asking, when's the fatigue going to set in? Feige, when are we going to get sick of these movies you guys are putting out? The answer is never, you fucks. It's not going to happen. So Kevin Feige says this. That's the reason we make the movies we make and we make them the way we make them. For years predating the history of Marvel Studios itself, people asked me about superhero fatigue and if it was a fad or a phase. I say... If the movies are all different, if they're all special, nobody will get tired of these things before we at Marvel Studios will, since we live and breathe these things 24 hours a day. You make films like Thor Ragnarok, like Homecoming, like Guardians of the Galaxy, certainly like Black Panther and the upcoming Infinity War, to keep it interesting and to change it up, and we will continue to do that. So he, I mean, they're they're very goal oriented, and he said uh, one last thing here. I think about it through 2019, through the movies we've already shot and are about to start filming. I'm hoping to deliver on everything we promised so far. So essentially, this is what I think is happening, Brando. The reason we've not got any official announcements on anything on the other side of the next Avengers movie, like they've said, placeholder, we're probably going to do another Spider-Man movie. Right after in July of that same year in 2019. Why none of that stuff has been announced yet is because if Ma- if May 4th of 2019 comes around and Marvel successfully puts that movie out, Avengers 4, which would be, let's say we'll call it the Infinity Gauntlet, they will then have successfully said, hey, we're going to do this giant-ass list of movies in 2014. Look at this fucking list of movies we want to do and actually carried their plan out to a T. So now, when the next phase gets announced, and they do something like that, people go, holy shit, they're serious, and they're going to do this, and it's going to be amazing. And hopefully we can keep getting new characters and and tons tons of different stuff here. But uh, what do you think about the way Kevin Feige kind of worded that, no, as long as they're all special, as long as all the movies are special in their own way, then they're not all the same. It's the kind of answer that I would expect him to say, seeing as how this is his business and it would be detrimental for him to say anything about like there being yeah. any sort of thing. So um, I agree and disagree with him at the same time because what are we going to do when we get to a certain point when we have to reboot a character? It's going to depend on how you, re- how you reboot that character. You know, we have... We have uh, a Batman now, but then, you know, we're getting another Batman here soon, and it could be the one we know. It could be the one we don't know. We have three iterations of Spider-Man. Yeah, we did. And so it's all in varying quality. I don't know, man. It, it's strange because uh, the thing, and I've said this is kind of like a sentiment. I run this back to Nerds of the Roundtable 
three we just recently did, and you talk Mike. Mike asked about superhero fatigue there, and and you know I, the sentiment I shared was very simply, it is just the western of the modern era. It's just westerns had their own st- sub style, and now we're in a point where superheroes are our western because there are iconography, there are there are fucking gods, our Norse mythology, you know whatever. These are what we're looking up to, and to see these characters play on on screen, to see them do all these different interesting things, it's awesome. And sometimes you're going to have flops, man. To and to assume when the MCU started it would be infallible would be a joke. You put out 19 different movies, you're probably going to have a couple flops in there. You're going to have a couple that are misunderstood. You're going to have a couple that are not liked. It happens, you know? And and that's just and that's just the fact. So I don't know. With superhero fatigue, I don't really have a whole lot left to say. Did you see the Captain America shield thing? Did I? Did you? Have we? I saw it. The little toy thing. Yeah. It's weird, right? Well, I mean, it's gonna have a placeholder until we get an actual shield back. Um, but wait, I I wanted to add something to what you said about Feige commenting on the whole, you know, Fox deal, and how they're not looking at you know, incorporating these characters until they get that in and how none, none of what they've announced through 2019, even if they got the characters today, that wouldn't change. Yep. Because uh, he, he, he wants to see the plan finalized. I think Spider-Man's the exception to the rule there, Brando, because he was a linchpin of needing him for the Civil War story. And they made, they moved fucking mountains to make that happen. Because it was like, I understand. Shit. I, I understand, but you're, the temptation would be there. And like, you would want to not do it, but then you were like, we may have something, a way to make something happen, either to hint towards it or to introduce something. And it was. You're not going to tell people ahead of time, though. Well, no, no, no. What I, like, what I'm saying is that, it, like, if you're going in. And say in September or October of this year, they boom, they get X Men, they get Fantastic Four, and, and they're free to do whatever they like, whatever they want with them. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, all right, all right, so we got this and this and this and this, but we got to get through the next Avengers movie. Are you telling me that there that the temptation would not be there to try and start establishing these new characters for the next phase? Because you know they as you they moved so fast. And getting Spider-Man in Civil War, it was uh, if, if you remember, it was it was getting down to the wire. Yeah, they were trying to figure out if they were going to actually cast somebody to even be Spider-Man, and there was like a short list of people that might get the role. And of course, Tom Holland pulls it off and is now our Parker, and I think he's doing a swell job. I can't wait to see more from him. What was I going to say? I had a thing to tell you, my dude, and I just uh, it just slips in my brain holes. Oh, oh, oh. You don't need to introduce anybody in the end of Avengers 4, right? And here's why. Let that face cool. If you're going to do a teaser for anything, you're going to do a setup for the next Spidey movie because it's the next thing on the docket, right? <clears throat> Brando, can I ask you a question that you might not know the answer to, and I'm not trying to question your comic book knowledge. This is more from a place of trying to see if you can get where I'm coming from. Do you know who was Parker's really good kid friend growing up? In the comics? Not offhand, no. 
His name is Johnny Storm. Okay. So, why not have Johnny and Parker have interaction before any of the shit happens to Johnny, right? He's a normal sciencey kid. He meets Parker. He's just a side note in the next Spider-Man movie. And we get a tease for his journey and you know I'm oh hey P- Pete you know I I I don't know when I'll see you again man I'm actually going to I I'm I've been chosen my sister is a part of this program and we're going to this guy Richards has built this thing and we're going to go do this fucking cool thing and I don't know when we're going to come back and then boom you have the in for the Fantastic 4 going about their business in a line in a text you don't have to do a crazy huge setup you have to do a lot of fucking dumb bullshit. So then when the actual official trailer and all that shit drops for an official Fantastic Four movie made by Marvel, fucking shut up and take all of my money because I'm there day one, no questions. I know when that comes out, when it happens, whenever they announce the director, and we're not even close to that point, Brando. I, I'm I'm in. I'm in. I'm in to win it. They've, they've done enough good in my book that I have to firmly believe that they will handle Fantastic Four with love and respect, and that is one of the few properties that has just been poorly handled overall, every iteration. All we gotta do is go back in time to a throwback episode of JIC and one of Angry Nate's, like, first big rants. Oh, yeah. I was very upset, Brando. Still have not officially watched a non-shitty cam version of that Fantastic Four movie, even years after. Like, I've not watched a high-quality version of the movie. Maybe someday that's a riff tracks we could do for Patreon or something. And then just like... Because have you seen it? You haven't seen the fan, the last Fantastic Four that Fox did? No. It's horse shit. Like, how you gonna how you going to spend an hour and change the movie... And you did nothing, literally, for an hour and changing this movie. And then all of a sudden, oh shit, Victor Von Doom is in space. We have to go stop him, but his name is not Doom. But we also have powers, but he also has powers. And we trained to use all of our powers, but you didn't see us training to do any of our powers or become superheroes. But now we're going to go fight this guy in space for some reason. And that final fight happens in the last 20 minutes of this fucking stupid movie. Like, I just, I can't get over it, man. So, I just, I'm hopeful... My hope is Marvel goes super old school. Make the first villain Mole Man. Make Doom a building character that you fucking take your time to get to. Take your time to make Victor Von Doom a crazy bastard that is unlike anything the MCU has seen before it. You know? He has to be. He has to be. It just That's just how it has to go. But I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. That's all conjecture i guess as v would say um more stuff on the docket here what do you think about this news that broke that monday morning so right now you might be driving to work guess what at some point right now maybe this moment who knows you're gonna get a little buzz buzz on your phone and it's gonna say hey solo a star wars story trailer dropped first trailer official first trailer from Disney and Lucasfilm Studios. And, uh, yeah, man, I, what do you think? I, I can't believe they're not actually going to uh, put something in a Super Bowl spot here that's foolish, I think. 
I don't necessarily agree. Uh, I think they kind of want to take this away from the Sunday pageantry and make it its own event. Make uh, Disney's been doing that a lot lately, and on ABC. You know what? Actually, I did notice that, and the way you say that, you're right. They are trying to take away. From the, I just feel like it might be a slight missed opportunity. Maybe they'll have a little teaser spot that'll be like a 10 second teaser spot they pay for or something. Like tomorrow morning, AMC full trailer reactions and shit. But Brando, I wanted to tell you this. I know you're gonna be at your job that morning, Monday morning, when that probably drops. Yeah, well, that's unfortunate, but what I'm going to do is I'll be up, I'll be alive, I'll be ready for that trailer. The moment it drops, I'm going to go Facebook Live and do a live reaction of what I think of this trailer. So check it out on the Journey into Comics Facebook at Journey into Com- or Facebook.com backslash Journey into Comics podcast. Brando, the Ninja Turtles are different now. They have new designs. They're all four different turtles. What the fuck? It, but it, but it is a 2D art style. Hashtag not my turtles. And the, the part of it, like the really harsh, jagged lines remind me of Samurai Jack. Okay. So there's a positive I there. can see it. But they've also changed their weapons. Dumb. How you going to do that? Raph is now a snapping turtle. Also dumb. Uh, Splinter looks dumb as hell, too. I do not understand that. He looks like something that Rin and Stimpy chewed up <laughs> in an episode and spit out. Um, okay, April, you changed... Okay, whatever. April's cool. I don't really have a problem, but her bat looks like it glows, so... Is her bat like the ooze? I don't... I'm confused by that. Uh, you've got Mikey with like a lightning bolt tattoo on his chest, like belly area and weird drawings on his knee pads. Uh, Donnie looks like he's maybe from siphon filter again, <laughs> but what we really mean is uh, splinter cell. Uh, looking at uh, Leo, you only have one fucking sword. No, Leonardo, two katanas. It's like, you can't change it? That'd be like putting an R on Superman's chest. It's close enough. <laughs> it's it's only one letter off. It's fucking close enough. He, you know? He's Rupert, man. <laughs> no, I'm just saying they don't give a shit. He, they, he's still Superman, but they just put an R on oh, his chest because they don't give that much of a like fuck. Rupert, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you go the other direction, he'd be Tuperman. Oh, more powerful than a tra- the hype train of our existence. He's Superman. <laughs> you can just go down the alphabet. You, you, you know, Booperman. Oh, Booperman. Big old letter B. <laughs> what about if if it was C, he'd be Cooperman. <laughs> hanging, with, hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I'm going to die now. Um, also, all their weapons are fucking glowing. Did you see that picture? I didn't pay that much close attention. So their weapons are glowing with their auras almost. So, like, Raf's is pink. Like, his weapons are glowing pink. 
Leo's is like a light sky blue. Mikey's is actually yellow. And Donatello... I don't know how to describe what the fuck is happening to Donatello, Brandon. Hold on. This is... I am officially perplexed at this fucking picture. What I'm seeing here looks like April is on a drone that has bicycle handles that are also shoulder pads that are holding Donatello, who is sitting Indian style all chill as fuck, floating high above the sky. (laughs) What? Who was on LSD when they came up with this version of the Turtles? Like, what? I do not understand. And then also, why the fuck does Raph have the fucking Dragon Zord fucking coin on his belt? What? Like, do you see that? It looks different in this other picture, but the other other picture, it looked like the dragon coin. It looks different in this one, but it's not the same. Well, no, there's two... No, there's two pictures. There's just a picture of Raphael by himself, but there's a picture of the four of them over a cityscape, above a bridge, jumping. And it's really weird. I don't know how to really explain it. And eating... that's where the weird hovery shit is happening. Are they eating vegan pizza? Oh, you brought it right up. Man, PETA wants them to eat vegan pizza. PETA say that... Modern kids are embracing vegan food, so why shouldn't modern Ninja Turtles? Vegan pizza is popular and it's healthy and far kinder to animals than old-fashioned dairy cheese pizza. PETA thinks it's something that Heroes in a Half Show would support. Guess what, Brando? They're a fucking cartoon! They are not real! They cannot... That does not make any sense. You don't... Gluten-free cartoons! What the fuck? I don't understand this. It's so confusing to me. It's like, they they PETA is just like always trying to do the next craziest fucking thing. Boob milk ice cream is one of their things. And that, you know, that still gets me to this day. You know, like, okay, I get it. Like, uh, boobs are nice. I'm not, I'm not going to even play like I don't love them. They're amazing. However, I just, just to go back uh, several, like, 50 episodes or so, I'm just... Anyways... PETA, dude, knock this shit off with your crazy shit, you know? Next thing they're going to do is ask gummy bears to stop being bears because it's hurting the environment, man. Well, I mean, that's discriminatory against bears. (laughs) Their bears are all shapes and sizes and of all colors. Well, I mean, what about the gummy octopi? What about, and then we were talking about, were we talking about this off air or was this on air? I can't remember about the whole gummy worms in comparison to gummy bears. And if worms are really giant in the gum, in like the gummy world, you know, cause gummy bears in comparison are small and like gummy worms are more like snakes. Did we already do that on this show today? I can't remember. Was that off that air? That was off air. <laughs> Shit. But then like. Are you getting. What? I was just asking if you were getting Revenge of the Yawns. I'm starting to. I'm definitely oh, starting to get Revenge of the Yawns. Oh, shit. like every time I open my mouth, I'm like... <sighs> open your mouth and shut your eyes. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Uh, oh, was it? <laughs> it sounds so much worse. 
because I didn't finish it right away. <laughs> That's how they used to. <laughs> Nate is dead. Nate is so dead. His face is so red. <laughs> That's what they used to say to kids when they gave them medicine. Open your mouth, shut your eyes, you get ready for a big surprise or whatever. And of course, it sounds so much worse. Dude, you just, dude, just stop. Stop. Dude, I, like, you're giving yourself a bigger shovel. Oh, I have a huge shovel. It's massive. It's a great, massive, big shovel. I was looking to see if there was any other breaking news. It's bigly. That, uh, that maybe, maybe we should cover... But uh, do you want to read some fan re? Oh, oh, Brando! I have, I do have some news. Holy shit! Guess what? The Marvel and Sony deal might be off the table. Sony Entertainment might be up for sale, including the rights to Spider-Man. Hmm. This is a recent report two hours ago coming from your comicbook.com, folks. Industry experts are speculating Sony Films and television assets could be headed for sale following news that Kaz uh, Harai will step down from his position of chief executive where he'll be replaced by chief financial officer uh, Kenshihiro Yoshida. Yoshida is reportedly not too keen on entertainment business. One industry observer told Deadline, leading to the speculation that Sony is ready for a sale. Uh, Sony stock closed up 6% on Friday, um, but there has been no official discussion of a sale, acquisition, or merger, folks. So that's all, again, a lot of conjecture here. I had another thing I just saw that I wanted to talk about, Brando, too. Another little late-breaking news. Uh, we have some fan reactions to the Ninja Turtles. Shall I read? Go ahead. Okay, let's pull it up. Let me pull it up right now, Matt. I like how you whispered in my ear. Tyler, everybody who's listening. Tyler, Tyler, I'm in your ear hole right now. Tyler, whether you're driving, wherever you are, don't cry for help because it's all going to be all right, my friend. Just know that your friends love you and that you're in a good place. That's all I must say to you. So let's get some fan reactions here. Rise of the Teenage Mutant. <laughs> oh, my God, this is great. This is comedy gold from the jump. Josh Burke says, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles looks like nobody learned from the fiasco that is Teen Titans Go. Stop ruining our childhoods. AJ Raven says, I really like the new characters designs. Really excited about the different action figures and collectibles they'll inspire. Eh, okay. So that's a little less awful. Um, so, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja... Okay, trying to look here... When they get revealed, okay, that's just another gift. People, why don't they? Okay, looking forward to everyone hating Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles off the art to love it and act like they never were angry about change, just like last time. So if you don't know, the last Turtles show that came out was actually really good, and I did like it, and I didn't mind the art style. I thought it was just fine. 
but there were people that hated on the art, and then of course the show was really good and had a pretty interesting story. So, so what? They changed how fucking Krang looked. It doesn't matter. Uh, this guy voicing Raphael will be the leader of the team for the first time this season. So Raph is the leader. It's not Leo that's leading the Turtles. That's weird. Uh, uh, let's see here. I freaking love everything I'm hearing and seeing about Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Seriously excited. So I guess some people are just overly stoked. Yeah, so far nope. there's been no negativity. <laughs> as soon as you say that, I just found the one. Nope, not happy. These aren't turtles. They're abominations. And why is Splinter a mongoose? <laughs> Uh, let's see. Someone else say, Dear TMNT fandom who is displeased by the new Desing. They did not spell design right. They said Desing. Please considered that it's a new show with new elements, but it does not change it in a very high level. Please respect the directors, artists, and writers who are working on the show. Please remember that with the early show, there was ranting and... Discuss because of the story plots. Please remember that this show would be watch your little kid's sister, brother, you know. Please respect the fans who do like it. Some of them could get really hurt by someone's harsh words. And mostly, please give a chance watching the first episode in September before to decide if you like it or not. <laughs> I don't mean this shit on somebody's bad grammar, but what the fuck? That was awful. Oh man. And they have their how they have their silly Sally skin. Oh, turtles are vertebrates, and they, and they have and they are balls. sliming. Oh my god, that, dude! That was that was that was an abomination sliming. of the English Ooh. language. It absolutely was. It was weak, not cool. Also, uh, we're talking about cartoon news. It's, I feel like it's worth mentioning. We didn't mention it last week. Dragon Ball Super is ending, Brando. Yeah, it's ending in March. It's only got a few episodes left. Just out of nowhere, they decided it's time to wrap it up. They're doing another movie, I guess. It might be out by Christmas time. So we don't uh, uh, we don't know exactly um, the end. Uh, like the end game here, so. But this isn't the end of Dragon Ball as we know it, because they also said, "Look, Dragon Ball is something that's been going on forever. We love it. We have some plans. We have some ideas. It just means that this is the end of the Dragon Ball Super story. That's what we planned for. We have other stuff we're working on. You guys will be filled in when we're ready to let you know what the fuck is going on." So I'm really excited. So far, everything I've seen on Dragon Ball Super when I was watching it was awesome. I got way far behind because of life but that's you know whatever not that bad um whoa justice league 4k blu-ray japanese cover shows the team in front of future hall of justice that's late breaking what interesting it is in front of what looks like it's going to be the hall of justice weird but it's actually just wayne manor it's definitely just Wayne Manor because there's a still big W. So that's misleading, folks. That's the kind of shit I'm not down with. That's a misleading ass. Headline. I couldn't think of the word. But uh, 
Let's see. When will <laughs> trying to look at all these different things? This year's the 25th anniversary of something, Brando. Did you know this? Do 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 do. Mighty Morphin, 25 years old this year. I'm old now. <laughs> Damn just, right. You know that shit just makes me feel old. God, I loved loved Power Rangers. Hmm. There's a couple of little articles popping up here towards the end of the episode here, Brando, but I don't know if they're worth really mentioning. Batman Ninja, the animated movie, got a rating. Probably guessing PG-13. I'm not going to click on it. I'll click on it. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> You're killing me tonight, P- dude. <laughs> PG-13 is the answer. It is a PG-13 film. <laughs> I'm not going to click on it. Let me just click on it. I don't know why I did that. Uh, sometimes I think going too long not talking to you fries my brain, too, and then when we do talk, I'm just mush. It's like... Blah, 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 blah. Wow, holy shit. Black Panther forecasted to reach $400 million at domestic box office. So lifetime, they expect it to bring ha- almost half a billion in U.S. alone. Pretty damn good, I think. Let's see. There's nothing really, Brando. I don't really have much left, man. Is there anything else you wanted to add to this week's episode like we were talking about earlier in this episode? Things are kind of light, you know? There's not a whole lot of shit. Not much really going on, man. And and usually that's the way it is, like, kind of coming into the, you know, into the new year and everything like that, so. Mm-hmm. Um, what? That that could be interesting. Oh, you know what we're getting next week, Brando? Next week's JIC will be especially awesome. We will be talking about the next issue of The Walking Dead. Going to have to officially have discussion on what the solo trailer ends up being like. A lot of other stuff to look forward to, folks. However, do you want me to go ahead and wrap this one, Brando? Is that what you're thinking? You know, I mean, I think we had a good little uh, giggle-filled episode here. Yeah, and Hasbro released interesting. Those look like comic book and tell me nothing about the movie. See, that misleading shit. Anyways, all right, folks. Well, as always, you may check out the Journey Into Comics Network and the Journey Into Comics podcast at journeyintocomics.com. Of course, you're getting nine of our ten shows there. That's uh, Journey Into Comics, uh, Foodies Watching Movies, The Voice Survival Podcast, uh, you got Butt Stuff, Literature Podcast, Brews with Dudes, Podcastrophe, The Poor Rapport, Journey into Wrestling. Am I missing one? Did I miss somebody? I feel like I missed somebody. Oh, you can go to GameAddictsPodcast.com and get my homie Brando's other show. The Game Addicts are kicking ass over there and taking names. They're on their way to 100 episodes this year. So join them now and get in before they get too big for your britches and you know, IGN's calling them up and saying, hey, we need you guys to cover the fucking E3. We want the Game Addicts. That's what we want, folks. Always check us out on all the different social medias, whether it's uh, Facebook at uh, Journey Into Comics Podcast or Instagram at Journey Into Comics or Twitter, JIC Network. You can get us on YouTube at Journey Into Comics. And as always, check us out on all the different social or all the different podcasting platforms whether it's itunes podbean stitcher radio google play music spotify 
And I think that's going to do it, Brando. There's only one other place people can go, and that's to patreon.com backslash journey into comics. One buck gives you early access. Three bucks gives you early access and exclusive content like the Road to Infinity War. This week it will be me reviewing the amazing movie, The First Avengers, with Veronica. Talking about all kinds of stuff there. So make sure to check that out on Wednesday. Go sign up for three bucks. Get yourself early access. You're going to get all these. We're doing every MCU movie on the way to the Infinity War, Brando. It might bring some controversy before it's all said and done. May it may so, man, because you know we all have differing, you know, you know, differing opinions about uh, about a lot of different things. I'm looking forward to recording uh, a review tomorrow. Hopefully, that'll be yeah. the first Game Addicts review of Thor: The Dark World. The other one we're doing is Ant Man. Really excited about that as well. And of course, for Dreaming the Comics, we will be doing Thor: Ragnarok here. Um, leading on to and I mean it's really cool because <clears throat> along with this show is doing this we're also crossing some bridges and uh, having some cool team ups with people like for example I I did a review of of the incredible hulk with uh, um on literature with uh, with Joanna and and I've actually never podcasted with Joanna one on one before Oh awesome yeah, it was a good experience. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was really cool. So like, um, I it, it's gonna be really cool again to like you know get together. I I've heard rumblings about some more going on, but we'll have to see how it kind of goes down. Yeah, man, there's lots of ideas and thoughts we can do, and uh, I know AP brought up a concept that he wanted to run by us with future Patreon things and doing the road out of infinity war featuring all the non MCU movies. <laughs> I don't know if we'll actually tackle that, but I love the concept of that. Uh, I think that's going to do it as I keep saying folks. So as always for journey into comics, this was episode 177, the hype train of our existence. And I have been Nate. I've been Brando and do yourselves a favor. Sit down, relax, Unzip your brain, open up your skull cap, and fill your brains with shit. Later. <laughs>